Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from Am I the Arsehole Glucose Father, who says, Am I the Arsehole for publicly calling out the school nurse? Me, 34 male, my daughter with type 1 diabetes, 11 female. My daughter has type 1 diabetes and has been diagnosed since she was 5. For the most part, she handles it like a champ, but she's a kid. Sometimes it sucks. I don't blame her when she's upset about it. She's gotten very good at managing how she's feeling and speaking up when she feels off or wrong. That said, she's 11, and the nurse and two of her block teachers are meant to supervise when she gives herself medication. We have a 504 plan in place at her school and have had it in place since diagnosis. I have conferences with teachers every year, and since she started at the middle school this year, her new nurse and administrative staff. I let my daughter speak her piece and let her feel heard. She struggled with non-school extracurricular before, ignoring her concerns when she says she doesn't feel good because she looks fine. This school year started at the end of August and we met a week prior. I got a call Monday afternoon while I was at work saying that the school bus driver had to call the ambulance for my daughter on the way home because she fainted. My job is 40 minutes away so I said I would meet them at the hospital. She was awake and chatting with her nurse when I got there. Her blood sugar had dropped very, very low while she was at school. She was feeling better and didn't seem too bothered, so I took her home once aloud and let her pick a movie to watch. Once the movie was over, I asked if she didn't feel good at school. I needed to make sure she wasn't ignoring her symptoms and had eaten lunch. She told me that she felt weird just before the end of the day and checked her sugar with her teacher, who had sent her to the nurse when it was really low. When she told the nurse she needed glucagon, the nurse said no and she should take it at home when she gets there. At this point, I was raging. The nurse did not give her a medication and then sent her to the bus. The 504 plan in place has a stipulation that if her blood sugar is too low at the end of the day, she cannot take the bus home. The nurse is supposed to give her glucagon and I get called to pick her up slash arrange someone to take her home. The bus drivers aren't trained to know what to look for or to give her medication. I called the school Tuesday morning to arrange a meeting to talk about what happened. We scheduled it, but it hasn't happened yet. In the meantime, I went wild. Mile-long Facebook posts with pictures of the 504 and hospital bill and me ranting. It kind of took off and got a lot of attention. Last night, my siblings and co-workers started telling me maybe I went too far in making the posts, specifically in my naming the nurse. It was shared in a couple of different pages on Facebook for our county and town, and a lot of people have been making comments on the school board's social medias about their nurse. A lot of the outrages come from other parents with kids on 504 or IAP plans. Am I the asshole for calling out the school slash nurse? 
Now, I've got to be honest, I didn't know much about diabetes type 1 or type 2. Just the very, very basics about high and low, low blood sugars, and that's all I knew until pretty recently. I can't remember if I put it on Twitter or on whatever social media it was, or maybe it was in a video that I had to take a couple of days off from the videos because I was basically in the hospital for over 30 hours with a family member and they were just being dragged from one place to another because they wasn't getting diagnosed and it took that long for them to finally realize the family member was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. So there's been a massive learning curve within our family about the types of food and how to manage carbs dealing with hypos and stuff like that so and talking from a type 1 diabetic point of view here the amount of stuff that you have to go through to manage it's just so overwhelming i mean i can imagine that you get used to it after some time but calculating the the carbs in the food you're eating and then and then matching that with the correct amount of insulin you need it's it's quite a lot and i myself have enrolled in a couple of little courses on how to deal with those as well but it's just so much information but fast seat 2223 says not the arsehole. The nurse neglected a medical plan and your daughter got sick because of it. I'd do the same thing. If she can't care for the children and do her job, then she doesn't need to be a nurse. Boo Bob says not the arsehole. The nurse was wildly irresponsible for sending a child with a low blood glucose level anywhere, never mind onto a bus. I'd have reacted exactly the same way. She put your baby's life at risk and that is the worst distress someone can cause a parent. That said, just double check with someone in the know to make sure there are no potential legal ramifications to your post. Perhaps put a disclaim post out to say that you're speaking to the school and the result of that is pending, just to cover yourself. Sonic says, not the arsehole, Jesus fucking Christ, this is the second type of post I've seen about school staff blatantly ignoring 504. You do not mess with the ADA. Facebook and social media are going to be the least of the school's concerns after this. They can get sanctioned or worse from letting this stuff slide. I would not be surprised if the school nurse got canned after this, and she should be. Shadows Observer says everyone sucks here, partially based on comments. Clearly, something went wrong, and a responsible adult at the school screwed up. However, blasting the school and the nurse by name on the word of an 11-year-old who is experiencing not just the physical, but mental effects of low blood sugar, prior to the meeting scheduled to discuss the incident, was premature especially since you say in the comments that a previous 504 plan did allow your daughter to go home on the bus and you don't know if the nurse was given the correct one. If it turns out the nurse didn't actually screw up the way it seems, it doesn't matter how hard you try to walk it back. She or he's never going to stop feeling the after effects of this. Able Secretary says you're the arsehole. Shaming on social media isn't the way to handle this. You haven't even heard from the nurse yet. This trend of venting and outing private people on social media is so disturbing. And how is it difficult replies that saying, as the parent of two type 1s, I completely agree. You're the arsehole. We've had a couple of serious issues over the years, but we handled it like adults by dealing directly with the people involved, not blasting people on social media. Before you even have the whole story. So some keyboard warriors could potentially ruin lives. Seriously, you're the arsehole. Not the a-hole for being angry and upset, but definitely for the how you've handled it so far. You also need to be sure that you teach your daughter to advocate for herself. At 11, she should know what to do when she's low and take steps to handle it, especially if someone else drops the ball. So then, OP came in to update the post, which says, in short, the nurse was fired. She was reported to all necessary persons by myself and the school. My daughter is fine. She's in a new school. We're reviewing her treatment and school plans with the doctors. 
That day, my daughter's last block teacher had gone to the nurse to check in on her because she knew her sugar was too low to go on the bus. She didn't see my daughter there and asked the nurse who told the teacher. She dismissed her to the bus. Internally, the teacher reported this nurse before I even knew what had happened. My lawyer came to the meeting with me. The school was already in damage control mode and as apologetic as could be. They let me know that the nurse was put on leave by the next morning. Their lawyer came with an offer to pay the medical bills. He talked about how they would be meeting with the teachers' union so they could properly move forward with the nurse's dismissal. My lawyer and I left and said they were doing everything they could to not have me sue them. I chose not to sue so as long as they covered the hospital bills and damages. For those who asked about the glucagon injection without her passing out, that day her vision went black, she was dizzy and she was stumbling once in the nurse's office. Other health things. She's getting CGM and a phone. Regrettably, I was not above bribing her. We're visiting her plan and talking to her new school about all of the changes. For those concerned about me using the nurse's name, my lawyer had no concern since her name was in multiple places associated with the school and her place of employment was on her own social media sites. Since during the meeting, it was confirmed what had happened with my daughter and she had told me it was accurate. He didn't think she would have any grounds to stand on if she wanted to pursue action against me. For those who commented, I was the asshole for sharing my daughter's info on Facebook. I have 50 friends who are majority family. I also always check with her when I post pictures and about what I share. That's the easiest place for multiple people to get a quick and slash all big updates at once. Some of the older family members check Facebook more than their emails. You can be upset I shared this, but this system has worked for us. Family gets updates of what she's okay with them all knowing. I didn't think my Facebook could share my posts, but my privacy settings were open. That's since been fixed. Also, since a few have asked, I am my daughter's only parent. Her mother gave up all rights and no longer lives nearby, which is why she's not on the list of emergency contacts. For obvious reasons, I'm still upset about it all, but my daughter is acting as nothing has ever happened. She's fitting in a new school well and, and she's happy as ever. Now, I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? How would you have dealt with it if you was OP? There were some mixed comments in that first post, but let us know your thoughts. And let's move on to another story. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now our next story comes from Idiot Rich Boyfriend who says, Am I the arsehole for moving out because I don't want to help my boyfriend out with the rent? My boyfriend, 26 male, and I, 24 female have been together for three years. 
We live in New York City and he makes over 200k a year. Well, I'm struggling for my master's in social work and have no income. Right now, I'm doing an unpaid year-long internship three days a week, as well as classes two days a week. It's rare to get a paid internship in social work. Plus, internships are mandatory. I spend 12 hours every day either working, studying, commuting, or in class. My only free days are on weekends, so I have no time for a paid job. My mum helps me financially by paying for my metro card and healthcare expenses, but everything else I rely on loans. Before I moved in with my boyfriend, there was a roach infestation in my apartment, so I'd stay over at his place a lot. My lease was ending soon, so he asked me if I wanted to live with him. At first, I joked with him that his living standards would go down since I can't afford a nice place, but he insisted on paying the rent until I finished grad school. Then we would split the rent based on income. I originally wanted to live in a cheaper place in Queens or Brooklyn, but my boyfriend likes his current place and insisted I move in since he would be the one paying rent. So I moved into his 5k a month luxury condo in the city this August. All of a sudden, my boyfriend recently started asking me to pay half the rent, 2.5k a month. I was confused because he was the one who wanted to pay the rent in full. Apparently, he was talking to his friends and they all think it's weird that I don't pay rent and that I was a gold digger. I let my boyfriend know that I can't afford 2.5k a month and he said I was leeching off of him. So I told him that he should find someone else with a social class so he doesn't have to worry about a gold digger like me leeching off of him. I stayed at my friend's place for a few days while figuring out what to do. I called my mum about my situation, and she is willing to help me out, but the maximum she can afford for rent is $800. I found some places in Queens within the price range, less than 15 minutes away from the city, and a bus ride away from my school. So I went to check them out a couple of days ago. I've been texting the landlord and my new roommates and I already signed the lease. I told my boyfriend about my new place and he got upset and asked me to stay. He said that he was willing to accept $800 a month instead of 2.5k a month if that's all I can afford. I told him I don't want him changing his mind again and demanding more money from me in the future. He lived in this condo alone for several years so it's not like he can't afford to live there without my help. I wouldn't mind splitting rent with him but I would have to live in a more affordable place outside of Manhattan like I originally wanted. Apparently, some of our mutual friends think I'm being unreasonable for moving out instead of talking to him and staying by paying the amount I can afford in rent and I shouldn't have let him pay my portion of the rent. So this dude offered you to move into his place and said he will cover the rent and then as soon as you moved in, he listened to his friends who've called you a gold digger and now wants two and a half K from you. And instead of saying to his friends, you know, no, I offered her to move into my place because I'd like her to move in with me. And I can see she's working hard to to get where she needs to be. He goes, nope, you're right. She is leeching off me. And I was kind of surprised, you know, when you got this $800 a month from your mom and you was going to be moving into a new place. And then you still came into it and you said, my boyfriend, I told my boyfriend, I thought that would have been the end of it after that, after he called you a gold digger and a leech. I can tell you now, I wouldn't be with someone who was thinking about me that way, but leftcar6520 says, around he fucked and he found out, not the arsehole. But since I'm the top comment, I suppose I'm going to actually add an opinion. It is refreshing to see someone just up and say, nope, that ain't going to work, and then promptly exit the crappy situation and take care of things. The audacity to suddenly demand a cool 2.5k after you had an agreement, knowing you had previously suggested moving somewhere affordable, and he insisted because his friends hurt his ego while grossly insulting you. 
makes him seem weak-willed, thin-skinned, self-centered, kind of manipulative, and a terrible negotiator. Because now he's sat at home alone with a sad face that his girlfriend left. Plus, he's got no chance of getting a bit of rent at the place he probably can't afford, and no chance of lording it over you anymore, which it seems like he might have been inclined to do. Talk about a backfiring plan. Moon and Star says not the arsehole. They think you're being unreasonable. That's rich. He literally convinced you to move into his apartment, turning down your offers to find a cheaper place so you could contribute. The fact that his friends see you as a gold digger and don't appear to know the full story. The fact that you offered to pay in to find a cheaper place and he insisted otherwise is also a red flag to me and makes me question how he talks about you to his friends. Definitely not the arsehole and I would question why you want to date someone who is so easily influenced by his friends uninformed opinions of you. Banana Berry says you are absolutely not the arsehole for making sure you have a place to live. To be honest, calling you a gold digger sounds like a way to hold something over your head and make you feel indebted to him. And the fact that he's upset you actually won't be relying on him after all is very telling. He misled you on the situation and you did the smart thing by handling your own business. If he can't be happy with you unless you need him for a place to stay but is also going to use that over your head, he's not a very nice person. And let's have one more from Booleen Radley who says not the arsehole. Moving goalposts after you moved in makes him the arsehole. He thought moving you in would instill the sunk cost fallacy. He was smart for ignoring it. Strike one, his friends are shit-talking you behind your back. What does he do? Does he stand up for you? No, he agrees with them. Strike two, unilaterally changes the terms. Not being clear again. Oh, I'd have to let you stay for 800 a month. Surprise, he's blaming you again for something he never communicated. Strike three, name-calling. Leeching. Am I seeing any respect for you? You wanting to be treated with respect is not unreasonable. So then... OP updates the original post with first update which says yes I did dump him. I blocked him and his idiot friends on everything. My friends also blocked him since he tried to contact me through them. I'm going to enjoy being single and never relying on a man financially ever again. Update 2. I'm going to make a few clarifications since a lot of you are confused and clearly aren't familiar with New York City. 1. Yes it is possible to find a room for $800 in Queens when you have several roommates. But my room is small as shit, has no AC, which obviously isn't an issue now, but will be in the summer, and is above a restaurant, which means I'll probably have rodent roomies. My current roommate told me that they did have a rat problem in the past, but it's supposedly fixed. However, knowing these mutant city rats, I know they'll come back. But this is the best I can do for now. I'm not some new bright-eyed transplant who thinks New York City is only the trendy and rich parts of Manhattan, so I know where to look. 2. In general, New York City landlords have a 40 times rent rule. Landlords that accept guarantors follow the 80 times rule, but some landlords are more lenient when it comes to students. My landlord's son is also an alumni of the school I'm currently attending and is from the same cultural slash ethnic background as me, which probably gave me some leverage, along with the fact that my mum meets the 80 times requirement. It also took me a week to find my current place. Three. I just started my, my two-year MSW program this September. I finished undergrad two and a half years ago and worked full-time before starting my master's degree. So yes, I did have a job and paid my own rent, which was $1,025 a month for a roach-infested apartment in Queens that I shared with a roommate. I obviously don't have time to work now due to my schedule. My place was not rent-stabilized. I'm confused as to how some of you came to this conclusion. 
It was cheap because it was a shitty place and no one wants to live there. Or, yes, my ex does make that much money. It's New York City. He's been in the workforce for five years and people here make more money than they would in whatever town you are from, especially in his field. It was initially shocking to me that someone with just a bachelor's could earn that much while contributing absolutely nothing to society, but that's life. There's a 3,000 character limit, so it's hard to include everything. My original post got deleted since I exceeded the limit and had to delete a lot of information to get this post approved. The last thing I need right now is non-New York Cityers from the rest of bumfuck America trying to have some sort of weird gotcha moment because they think sex in the city and rich transplants on social media is representative of the real New York City. Now, I don't know much about New York City. All I know is probably what OP is talking about and what I see on TV, the big the big city sort of thing. A bit like central London is all I can think of with all the lights and the theatres and all that kind of stuff. But you go to the outskirts and there's a subreddit and I can't remember what it's called where people, you know, who is like looking for apartments and stuff in London and there's some in Ireland as well. And they post the pictures of what they are getting for. I think it's like a thousand pounds sometimes and what they're getting for that. And it's like literally a tiny box with a bed and a kitchen and a toilet all in within this one room. And you just think, bloody hell, man. But back to the story, I'm very glad that OP in the initial story didn't take him up on that offer. I kind of wonder if, you know, she did go down that path, what her life would have been like if she did so. Hmm. Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. As always, I would love to hear them if you have a moment of your time. And just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today. Getting involved in the stories you'll love, supporting time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much. And before you do go, there will be a couple of playlists on the very end screen there that you can click on and it will scroll through the videos automatically for you. So as I always say, if you're drawing, driving, doing a bit of jogging, whatever you're up to, and don't forget to let me know because I love to hear it. It will keep playing those videos for you. Thank you so, so much. And hopefully I will see you your cheeky so-and-so in the next one <laughs> much love Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.